0: As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their Reserve Collection. CBD gummies with 5 milligrams of THC. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, rich and bold, The Reserve Collection products elicit strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with PlusCBD's Reserve Collection of oils, soft gels, and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit PlusCBDOil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash hoffman for plus cbd's new reserve collection gummies welcome to today's intelligent medicine podcast i'm your Mm -hmm. host dr ronald hoffman It's our weekly opportunity to field your questions, and your questions can be sent to questions at drhoffman.net. And with me today, of course, is my co-conspirator, Layla Mutin, who capably answers questions with me on a weekly basis on Q&A with Layla. That's why we call it Q&A with Layla, (laughs) logically enough. How are you doing, Layla?
1: Okay, Dr. Hoffman. Hey, welcome back from your trip.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, this is actually the longest trip that I've uh, been able to pull off during my entire professional career. I was gone for three weeks Yeah, and uh, started off by flying to Warsaw uh, Mm -hmm. and spent a few very fascinating days in Warsaw. Uh, Learned about uh, the Warsaw Ghetto, the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, and uh, saw... A lot of uh, fabulous reconstruction to Warsaw, which was entirely destroyed in World War II. And then went on to Krakow in Poland, mm-hmm. which was, uh, in contradistinction, mm-hmm. left intact. It was left very uh, open. Hmm. Uh, then went to Prague, and Prague is a beautiful city. Uh, mm-hmm. Then went uh, on a Viking cruise up the Elbe River through some beautiful parts of Saxony in Germany. Wow. Uh, which is former East Germany. Yeah. And then ended up in Berlin which is actually where my dad uh, grew up then uh, wow. emigrated to the United States. So, it was a very, very fascinating trip. And, uh, of course, uh, I departed a little bit from my usual strict dietary regimen.
1: I hope you do, did. There. That's what vacation
0: is for. Well, when you're on a Viking ship, they uh-huh. really try to ply you with, number one, wine, beer, or whatever drink you want.
1: Wait, you were on a Viking ship?
0: A, a Viking cruise the a Viking cruise, cruise. Oh, yeah it's wow. a ship yeah wow, wow and wow. Uh, it's a, it's a small like riverboat uh-huh and uh, so they try to make you happy and they try to also apply you with desserts like if you know would you like a dessert would you like two desserts would you like you know some heavy whipped cream on the you know dessert that you got right. you know it's called uh, in German schlag
1: schlag you know okay. it's like
0: you ask you ask for your dessert your strudel mit Schlag, you know, with a little like a hit strudel. of like heavy heavy delicious. cream. Yeah, so I was eating mm-hmm. all that stuff mm-hmm. and drinking and you know eating bread, which I normally don't eat. Yeah, because it was so delicious over there. Yeah, and cheese and you know you name it and uh, lots and lots of uh, you know vorst and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so I was oh. none the worst for <laughs> 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 I I seem to do okay with that regimen. So. Uh, it didn't make me sick. I, I think I got a little congested from all the... Uh, the beer tends to make me congested. Sure. Um, but but then, you know,
1: it was three weeks. If you were yeah. there for three months, it might be a different story, right?
0: So the big surprise was, you know, I, I got back, and with mm-hmm. uh, something of uh, apprehension, I, I jumped on the scale when I got back. And interestingly, I did not change my weight at all. Huh. And, you know, we discussed this earlier. I think part of the reason is that, I think when you're in a foreign country, you're at a higher metabolic rate in general. Because you're like, you're yes, burning so calories. you're energetic.
1: You're burning, right, right, just, right. Just
0: by being there. And then we did a ton of walking. You know, we have uh, Apple phones. And, you know, glancing at the Apple phone, it was not uncommon that I would do like something like, you know, 15, 16, 18,000 steps in a day. Wow. Which is like, you know, eight miles of walking. Because uh, we just walk all over the place. That's pretty hefty. Yeah. and Yeah. You know, commenting on you know the Apple phone gives you your you know previous month and your previous year. I was like way above the walking, mm-hmm. and I didn't do I didn't go to the gym or do that. Well, actually, a couple of hotels had gyms. I was able to swim in one hotel. I was able to, mm-hmm. you know, when the um, the ship uh, the Viking ship was uh, was uh, uh, parked at shore,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, there were a couple of times where I was able to take a run outside.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: So uh, great, yeah. and you had good weather. Yeah, beautiful weather, cool, uh, mm-hmm. actually a little cold in Poland, but I had the right clothes. And uh, then it got really warmed up towards the end. So it was great. Uh, what I will comment on is of interest is, you know, when I got to the, the Viking boat, my first impression was like, oh, my God, all these really old people. You know, because the people who are able to travel are yeah. generally retired. Sure. And you'll have a little money because they've had professional careers. And so it, it skews old. I mean, there were some uh, couples who brought their kids along, you know, so there were some younger people there, but it was mostly older people. But then I I said to myself, you know, I am not a youngster either. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I guess mentally I separate myself out from that cadre of older people. But I got to say, I must give credit to some of these people because there were people who were in their 90s, And there was a, you know, walking in Europe is treacherous because there's cobblestones. Right. And there's steps.
1: You have to have the proper shoes and you have to watch where you're going so you don't
0: trip. And i got to give them credit because it is not easy to take a plane flight, just to take a plane flight. Because some of these people had to take multiple connections. You know, if they live in whatever, you know, uh, St. Louis or something. Yeah. And then they have to fly to, you know, a hub somewhere which takes you to Europe and then... Uh, even when you're in Europe, you can't fly direct from, uh, United States to Warsaw. I guess there are a couple of flights, but generally not easy. So, uh, you know, give them credit for even just doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, a couple of things, I, I realize: a couple of things limit you as you get older. One is your physical limitation. Like you've got a bad knee or a bad hip or bad back or something, or you've got a bad heart or whatever. Yeah. These are physical limitations, but there's also like, I think, mental limitations because uh-huh. um, I think as you get older, you kind of lose your mojo for uh, things that are a little bit challenging. Mm. But God bless these people, some of them in their 80s and, you know, a couple of people in their early 90s uh, who I met on the trip. And, you know, you got to look beyond the person because you see like like an older person, or they're bald, or they're gray, or they're you know wrinkled. They're wrinkled. Yeah. You know, and then you talk to them, and they're like PhDs. They work for the State Department. They're you know uh, distinguished uh, academics. Yeah. They're um, you know very very. Uh, creative entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had multiple careers. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, some of them were, you know, one guy was an admiral in the Navy, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. Uh, you're just really interesting uh, people uh, because these tours are geared towards, you know, they're not just like pleasure trips, like where you get in a boat and they have a casino and they have like a, you know, a lot of food and they have like entertainment and you basically circle around. This is a tour where you're. There's a lot of history. Uh, I mean, it's like drinking from a fire hose in terms of history. There's a wow. tremendous amount of, you know, giving you the culture and the history of the country you got that you're schooled. going to. Absolutely, right? It yeah. was. I, I. It was like a like being at university again. Yeah. You know? And um, so, so you know, I think uh, travel is uh, broadens your horizons. You learn a lot. Uh, for me, it was a voyage of return because uh visited concentration camps. I have, you know, yeah. my father's family died in, you know, Auschwitz. We visited three concentration camps, Treblinka, Auschwitz, and Sachsenhausen. And, you know, I was just, I think it's very important because uh, the school children in Europe it is mandatory for them to go to a concentration camp. They must. So we had lots of high school. So they never forget. From all over Europe, they yeah. would come to Germany, uh, or Poland, mm-hmm. and they would be on school excursions to see this mm-hmm. that it really happened. And I don't think that Americans, you know, can, the Americans can read about it in history books. I think very small percentage of Americans actually had been there to see. Yeah. The systematic cruelty, the industrial processing of human beings to exterminate them—the mm-hmm. you know the the most—it uh, wasn't just casual killing; it was it was a, horror. It was and cruelty beyond belief. It just unleashed like a Pandora's box of cruelty. Yeah, not just to the Jews, but also to uh, millions of Poles, Russians. The Russian soldiers once captured were uh, basically killed. You know, they yeah. were worked to death, starved to death, shot, gassed, you know, uh, just this tremendous uh, cruelty. The other thing that was so impressive is the the initiative of the Europeans to reconstruct their countries. Berlin, which was almost totally destroyed in the war. Warsaw, which was leveled in World War II, uh-huh. are vibrant and reconstructed. And it's only been, uh, for parts of Germany, it's only been 30 years because under communism, there wasn't a lot of reconstruction.
1: Yes, and, that's right. Not till the wall came down and all that in
0: the 80s, right? And I also think it's important to go to some of these countries that are former, former East Bloc countries like Czechoslovakia and Poland and East Germany to understand what it is to live under a tyrannical uh, mm-hmm. communist regime. Yeah. Because it, life was really horrible, and the vast majority of people mm-hmm. really are very happy that they're living under you know, with all its flaws, under a uh, you know, look. Let's call it a social democracy because these countries have a lot of uh, you know, they're they're much more uh, socialized than America. Yeah, you know, uh, so. But yeah. they seem the people seem very uh, happy with that system for the most part,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, there's tremendous. Uh, um,
1: they they pay a lot in taxes, but they have a good amount of benefits, benefits. and they also Healthcare have Healthcare care doesn't bankrupt them,
0: and they have you know schooling is very cheap or free, and yeah. they also have uh, I think opportunities for advancement because there's a lot you know to to build in those countries. Yeah. So anyway, wow. so very interesting trip. And uh, sounds
1: wonderful. My yeah, goodness.
0: Yeah. Wow. I think uh, it was, a, you know, I was very happy to it. it was important. Uh, so let's get to questions. Ah. Questions come to us. Reminder, questions at drhoffman.net. But we our mailbag is full because I've been away for a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Okay. We've got one from Marianne. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, do you think individual targeted supplements are more beneficial than a multivitamin if one has to choose, we take a multivitamin, we take alpha base without iron. Uh, it's four capsules a day, but some of the other things like chiolic reserve, fish oil, jigsaw magnesium, MK7D, do you recommend rotating these? I feel like we take too many There's pills. a lot of, lot of questions
0: there. Yeah. Um, so, the one I, we both believe in personalized nutrition. Absolutely. I think a good basis is a multi, covers yeah. a lot of bases. Yeah. But then, you know, you need something that may target, you know, say you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, cardiovascular risk. You want mm-hmm. something to support immunity. Kyolic is good. Fish oil is, I think, good as a general supplement. It's kind of hard to get a fish oil into a multi, you know, unless you have True. a packet. So, yes, I believe yeah. that all these things are good. Do I believe you need to rotate? I'm not of the belief that you need to rotate. No, um, I don't but rotate But Some either. people believe that, you know, you, yeah. you become accustomed to certain supplements, so you need to stop. Um that is called in medicine, it's called tachyphylaxis, which means that uh, after you take a medicine for a certain amount of time you build up a tolerance and then you may need higher doses. Huh. Um I don't necessarily see that with supplements. I don't mm-hmm. think it's been studied very well. Okay. So I don't... I think the people who say you need to rotate your supplements are just punting. Mm. I don't think they have a real scientific basis for saying that. Uh, but, you know... Uh, I do take a lot of supplements. I take, you know, I have this whole baggie of supplements mm-hmm. that I take a couple of times a day. And, uh, you know, for various purposes that sort of tailored to my needs. Right. But my needs are not so much that I've got a lot of, thank God, medical conditions. I'm mm-hmm. looking for optimization. So I take things that are good for energy, for focus, for mm-hmm. cognitive uh, preservation, uh, for athletic performance, you know, yes. for... Uh, strength and endurance and things like that.
1: Right, right. And again, it's about personalized nutrition. So, Marianne, it would depend on you know what your needs are, mm-hmm. what your conditions are, or anything like that that you want to address. And but starting with
0: a multi is the way to start. Just, just as a reminder, it, I don't mm-hmm. think it's a really. This is a good forum for people saying, uh, w- "Give me a supplement regimen." Yes. Could you, I'm, I'm a, you know, like I'm a 72-year-old female. Yeah. Uh, I have high blood pressure. What shall I take? Because, I mean, I mean, I could, we can make some suggestions. You already gave us some information. You have high yes. blood pressure. We can suggest things that are generally helpful for high blood pressure. But I don't know what you really need.
1: Right, 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 right. Exactly, um, exactly.
0: Yeah. So,
1: no, no. Okay, Marianne, thank you for that question. We've got one from Emily. Dear Leila and Dr. Hoffman, I've avoided diabetes for over 15 years by following a low carb diet and taking finger sticks in the morning. I seem to be extremely sensitive to carbs at the evening meal. Even a sweet potato or dessert of cheese and crackers will cause a rise the next morning where my blood sugar is around 115 to 230.
0: Well, that's the, that's the morning awakening a uh, blood sugar effect called the samoji effect. Yes. Which is when you wake up, you have a lot of cortisol, it tends to raise your blood sugar. Yeah. And yeah. diabetics see that. So this right. person, does this person have any information about what their hemoglobin A1C is? That,
1: well, actually, she's five feet tall, 110 pounds. I don't have her age. She rarely eats... So, but, she's, so yeah. here's
0: an important factor. Oh, A1C is a 5.6. Which is a little borderline, not yeah. bad, yeah. but she seems to have erratic blood sugar, not consistently high. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the interesting thing is this is a person who is thin, mm-hmm. so we suspect mm-hmm. that her blood sugar problems are not so much about insulin resistance, but some people have kind of a loose um, uh, control of their blood sugar, and it's not about... That they're losing insulin, that they yeah. need insulin. It's, there are other factors involved in, in, uh, sort of, um, uh, rickety, we call it brittle control. Yeah. You know, like a blood sugar. Yeah. So, um, the, so, so things that can be helpful for that. Yeah. I mean, uh,
1: she's, her, her question is, is 115 to 120, really bad is that a really a bad fasting? fasting number when my A1c is a 5.6 it's a little here's the thing. thing yeah here's the problem with A1c as much as we rely on a1c yeah. it's an average exactly it doesn't show the variability yeah we like glycomark for that glycomark. because it shows the variability but it's not covered by insurance for those trying to get it from their doctor the yeah. other
0: thing is your know, finger sticking but preferably get a CGM.
1: Get a CGM, Get a continuous
0: glucose monitor. Right. And you'll learn a lot about how you react to certain foods. Because you may discover that, uh, you know, things that seem fairly innocuous, like sweet potatoes, send your blood sugar into the sky. Yeah.
1: It is starchy.
0: And it's very individual. It is. It could be um, that uh, you do fine with, uh, I don't know, uh, kasha. Which is a carby kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you could do a challenge with kasha and discover that your blood sugar goes sky high. Yeah. It, it's, it's different from individual to individual. True. The, you know, we talk about the glycemic index and glycemic load. That is a, a generalization. It is. Because you may have your own idiosyncratic responses That's to certain true. foods. That's true. And you have to map it out.
1: You have to map it out and it depends on other things. What was the preceding meal like? What yes. was the lunch like? That has everything to do with the accompaniment,
0: the context of that. Exactly.
1: That has everything to do with how much that sweet potato is impacting you later and so forth. It has everything. Did you sleep well last night? Did you not get enough sleep? Physical activity. That's going to abnormally raise your, your blood sugar. Yes, yes. And physical activity as well. So, you know. Was there any alcohol with the meal? That would be right. another thing. One can be a hypoglycemic, but beyond that, it, then it becomes and kind of treacherous. The supplement that
0: I find helpful for that type mm-hmm. of thing is generally gymnema. Yeah. I can be helpful. Um, but, you know.
1: Helps to stimulate this insulin. This is actually the
0: more challenging type of blood sugar problem. Because yes. if you're a type 1 diabetic, you can take insulin. And if you're a type 2 diabetic, you can lose weight. And there's a number of supplements that improve insulin resistance. Metformin, the drug, but also yeah. CM Core chromium, um, which which is berberine, generally mm-hmm. helps that. Chromium mm-hmm. may help that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, it, this is a little tougher. Yeah. This one.
1: Yeah. Emily, you need a consult. But thank you for this very very. I would also
0: say that uh, generally, in a person who's five six and a hundred and change she's the,
1: five feet tall and one hundred and 110
0: oh five five feet okay that's not five hard. feet and 100. i think she's five six yeah because okay, that yeah. would be you know the other factor is when you uh have less muscle mass sure that muscle mass protects against erratic blood sugar so True. you want to build muscle mass absolutely build muscle mass
1: okay all right let's see here oh this is from karen Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, I was recently diagnosed with a yeast infection I'm taking, Diflucan. I'm a little puzzled since I'm on a low-carb, low-sugar, and very clean diet, and I wear bamboo underwear, <laughs> which is supposed to be breathable. Really? Is bamboo underwear breathe? I, I, I don't know.
0: Well, bam- I, I, see, here's the thing. Bamboo uh-huh. underwear mm-hmm. is I know bamboo
1: of... is sustainable, but beyond that... I, I know, aren't... but
0: it's kind of like nylon in some... In oh, characters. that's not yeah. good. Yeah, it's kind of a new... A new thing. I
1: felt it in socks. Yeah. And I don't like it.
0: Yeah. I don't it's, like it. it. Uh, I think preferably use cotton underwear. But, cotton would be, you know, yeah. what, I, what I used to tell women is like, you know, wear a long skirt and don't wear underwear. And, yeah, go commando. The, right. The, the the joke I have is, you know, when people show me their cars and they have like a seat warmer, uh-huh. I go, yeah, I'm not sure how much of a yeast infection I want to. <laughs> Give my, You know, it's like, right, 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 seriously, right, right. it's like incubating the yeast. Yes, you know, yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh my gosh. So those, you know, warm leather seats. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so the person should be checked for diabetes, uh-huh. but presumably doesn't have diabetes. Yeah. But some people, uh, some women, but people of both sexes are, have a chink in their immune armor against fungus. Mm-hmm. And there's a hereditary component to that. Maybe an acquired component to that, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's uh, they they may require um, you know a very strict low carb diet, low sugar diet, avoiding alcohol. Right. Uh, probiotics certainly can help, and also they may require uh, like some kind of herbal antifungal, like uh, yeah. Um,
1: She's also asking, could stress be a cause of this? It is in the scientific research, especially when it con- where it concerns women, that stress in and of itself can promote some yeast infection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also on HRT.
0: Oh, HRT can Dango. as well. Absolutely.
1: HRT H-R- can totally yes, cause hormone
0: replacement. There. Yeah. Absolutely. A yeast infection. hundred percent because uh, one of the pro- one of the things that happens to women as they age is. Uh, they go through menopause they get less yeast infections but then they also get a type of vaginal discomfort due to the atrophy yeah then they apply the, the estrogen internally or take it orally and then they get the yeast infections back right you know, it's like from the you know from the pick one the, the, from pick the which from one? the frying pan into the fire you know, right like <laughs> it's it, it yeah pick your poison because there's something about estrogen that promotes yeast infections. Uh, the other thing is, you know, um, keep in mind that you can also get ping-pong yeast infections. You can say, wow, you know, um, I um, am very careful myself. I've taken, you know, all these antifungal medications. But if you're, your partner may need to be treated, and mm-hmm. what I generally suggest when there are couples and they're sexually active is that the man applies something externally. True. Like a monostat cream. Yeah. You know, just like. Do it. Otherwise, he's going to give it back to you. Yeah, yeah, because the, men don't have it so much internally,
1: mm-hmm. but they
0: can have it externally. Yeah, and so they can retransmit it.
1: Right, right, right. Maureen, thank you for that question. All
0: right, all right. So that we have to uh, mm-hmm. switch to side two. So oh in part my. two, we're going to flip over the forty-five, and you know,
1: flip over the forty-five. Yeah. I remember my phonograph, my turntable. That's
0: true. Like, sure.
1: uh, for part like,
0: two... Yeah. I want to hold your hand. Uh, uh-huh. It was on one side. Or what was the flip side? It was like... Uh, she loves you. Be she loves you, right. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Something okay.
1: like that. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Oh, for part two, um, Andy is asking, is there any relationship between my low ferritin level and my hypothyroidism?
0: Interesting Question. We'll tackle that in part two. Uh, questions at drhoffin.net. It's the destination for questions. I'm here today with Layla Muden, who's our resident nutritionist, and it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. We'll be right back with more of Intelligent Medicine.